Welcome back to the Business Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of business, unveiling a new hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode, we bring you an exciting story of how a billionaire slid into someone's DMs and gave them a business masterclass. Ash Gerberg shares their experience and the valuable advice they received from the billionaire. We'll also discuss the question of what advice you would ask a billionaire if given the chance. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or just curious about the insights of successful business people, this episode is for you. Let's dive in. A billionaire slid into my DMs and gave me a business masterclass. What advice would you ask a billionaire? Written and read by Ash Sherberg. Holy shit! They were my admittedly censored thoughts when I opened LinkedIn. Among the usual direct messages from salespeople trying to set up meetings with me for products I didn't need was a particular one that caught my attention. It was from the recent addition to the Billionaires Club, Bob Clark. There were 2,668 billionaires globally, which is infinitely small percentage of the global population. And this was my first ever message from a billionaire. I'd written a short article about Bob for Newsbreak, and he had found me on LinkedIn and sent me a short message commenting on the article and asked him to connect. I was flattered that he read the article and made an effort to reach out and let me know about it. This presented me with an opportunity to pick his brain and and get some insights. I write a lot about entrepreneurs and business leaders, but rarely get to interact with them personally. I wrote back and asked if he could answer some questions for me so I could write a more detailed article on him. Clark wrote back almost immediately. Sure, let the masterclass begin. From college dropout to billionaire. Clark began thinking like an entrepreneur as a teenager. While other teens would mow lawns for money, Clark realised the time spent for the return wasn't worth the effort. So instead, he made money painting garage doors and door frames, enough to pay another kid to mow lawns for him. Continually looked at ways to subcontract work, and by 17, he earned enough to buy a snowplough and had a team of friends working for him. Clark enrolled in college but found college was a non-starter for him, and so he dropped out and became a partner in an equipment distributor. At 19, he was younger than his partners, but Clark had faith in his abilities and believed he was as well equipped to run the business as the rest of the team. Together, they grew the company into a sustainable, mature company, eventually acquiring another business, Machine Maintenance and Equipment Company, MMECO. Bob the Builder When he was 13, Bob received a book about building from his father and dreamed of a career in building and construction. And so, in 1984, at the age of 25, he sold his stake in MMECO and founded Clayco, a construction firm. In the first year, the company earned $1.2 million in revenue and Clark managed to grow the company by over 40% per year in nine of the first 15 years. They are extraordinary numbers, but it doesn't show the true picture. 
The early years at Clayco were brutal. First, in 1984, we quickly lost all my earnings from MMECO. Then, I hired the wrong people. We were all working 100 hours a week and treading water. I had no construction experience, so that was daunting as well. My passion, common sense, and my prior learnings from experience hiring my teenage friends all kind of kicked in at the same time, but it was still rough going. Things were so bad in 1986 that I was quietly interviewing for jobs and looking for other opportunities. Clayco finally made their first annual profit in 1988. Now this is something that people often miss. They see the headlines of growth and revenue and assume all is well. But instead, Clark was perilously close to giving it all away. If he had taken one of those jobs, his story might be very different. But he stuck with it. And in 2021, Clayco did $4.9 billion in total revenue and is now one of the largest construction firms in the United States. Its projects include the Washington University School of Medicine and several Amazon e-commerce centers. Clark still owns 50% of the business, and this year, Forbes added him to its list of billionaires, estimating his net worth at $1.6 billion. Once a startup, always a startup. When I first wrote about Clark, I received messages from people who had worked for him and praised his leadership. Clark has written several articles for Forbes on the importance of recognising staff, given the great resignation that has affected many organisations. I asked Clark for advice on retaining staff. What I learned in those early years was that leaders must be very selective, but also deselective. I quickly learned to create a sense of ownership for the deserving people who were with me and to rid the team ruthlessly of people who were bad fits or just not up to a high enough standard. We created a true sense of treating each other the way we want to be treated and intensely protected that standard. We still use that same pitch today that we used to attract people when new hires were taking a huge risk to be with a startup. We are still a startup. The same philosophy he applied when employing his teenage friends still seems to apply. Clark seems to be a people person. Even in downtimes, he focused on people. Each downturn in the economy brought great challenges. We saw those as a go-for-broke moments when we recruited top talent way beyond what we could afford. Those are great times to be very entrepreneurial and go big or go home. Perhaps smart businesses can follow Clark's strategy by taking advantage of the great resignation and going after the best talent. Here's my number. Call me, maybe. Jeff Bezos has his email address publicly available. That seems like a noble gesture, but in reality, he has staff who read most of them and only pass them on to Jeff if necessary. Clark goes one step further. He has his phone number available. On every Clayco job site and location, Clark lists his direct number. It's a bold move and one that could backfire, but Clark assures me it's been a very positive mood. It's a great message to the craftsmen, the subcontractors, and our team. I do get a few wacky calls, but for the most part, the calls are about legitimate issues that need a resolution. At a project in Ohio, our team inadvertently closed the access off to a home and the daughter, caregiver, could not get to her mother. She called me, and within minutes I had someone escort the woman across the site to her mother. Personal touch matters. Personal touch matters. Many leaders say that, but very few back it up. 
The Art of the Deal. A former president wrote a book with this title. But when I ask Clark about his biggest business mistake, he gives better advice in one sentence than Trump offered in one book. In the late 90s, Clark entered into his biggest partnership, where it went horribly wrong and ended in giant, gigantic, very public litigation. It became a valuable lesson for Clark and resilience, and he offered me this advice when negotiating. You can do a bad deal with good people, but you can never do a good deal with bad people. The golden piece of advice. The last question I ask Clark is one that I ask every successful business person I have met, and now I, I guess every billionaire I connect with. What is the one piece of advice they would give to aspiring entrepreneurs? There is so much to this question. The first piece of advice is to follow your passion, not the money. The most successful business leaders usually doing what they love. I was miserable in the equipment business and quit to do something I would spend time on for free. Architecture and design and solving my clients' most complicated problems motivate me to suffer to success. That's what it takes. Super successful people I know and respect have a constant lack of satisfaction. We can always get better, find new innovations, and be more impactful in the circle that is life. The writer learns a lesson. When I picture billionaires, it's an aloof person moving from private jet to luxury mansion to million-dollar yacht with a trail of minions heeding their beck and call. I was pleasantly surprised that Clark was the opposite. As he told me, he is still the same person who grew up next to the airport in St. Louis in a 1,200-square-foot house. I haven't changed a bit. He quickly responded to all my requests and gave long, insightful answers. I expected to be handed off to an assistant or a PR firm, but that wouldn't fit with a man who gives everyone his phone number. So I guess, in addition to the business lessons I usually learn when writing these articles, I learned an important life lesson. Never judge a billionaire by their net worth. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts, The Psychology Digest, The Technology Digest, The Self-Improvement Digest, and Daily Business News. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.